Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Good morning. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I, uh, a few weeks ago in a, a prayer time that Jay and I were having with uh, some of our personal intercessors, uh, Hal had given us a scripture that was so fitting. Uh, we, we all have times where we're making decisions in our life and we're uh, personally and, and trusting God and asking God for answers and there's always the unknown of different things. And, uh, and Jay and I had been praying about some things and, and trying to get some direction. And how many know a lot of times you seem like you don't necessarily get direction. And, and Hal had given this scripture, and I, I wanted to uh, read it this morning uh, because it's such a good reminder, and it really touched my heart and, again, reminded me, as I know this scripture and have read it so many times, and uh, it, it's in Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 and 7, it just says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And as we were talking about that and understanding where we have to put our faith and trust in God, and it's important that becomes a part of the centerpiece of our life is trusting him and putting our faith in him and understanding that we're not to worry about those things, that we're, but we're to pray about them, and we're to give thanks to the Lord. And, uh, and we were talking, and, and Carol made a statement that kind of grabbed me, and she said, you know, when we're asking God for things, we want to know, but she said, you know what, it's okay not to know. It's okay not to know. And I thought, hmm. Am I okay with not knowing? But it's okay to not, not to know. And so, you know, Carol, thank you for that, because it, it's, it's something for all of us. And so, essentially, I titled my message, It's Okay Not to Know, uh, although I'm, I'm going to be talking about some things, and I'm going to ask some questions today that it's important for us to really process these things. And Cameron had just quoted a scripture that's in my text this morning in uh, John chapter 10. I'll be reading in a moment. But here's the question. Are you living an abundant life? Are you living a rich and satisfying life? That's a question we're going to start with. Lord, I pray right now for the next few moments as we look into your word and we dissect some things and we receive from your heart, God, that we indeed would have hearing ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us today. Lord, you know every one of our situation, you know every one of our life's challenges. But we know, Lord, that you have every answer we ever would need. We thank you for the opportunity today to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. John chapter 10, starting in verse one, I'm gonna read uh, 13 verses here, then we're going to touch on a few things. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a, shepherd, of a sheepfold 
rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Verse 6, those who heard Jesus used this illustration, didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. The thief's purpose, kill, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But his purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Or the New King James says, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So again, are you living an abundant life? Are you living a rich and satisfying life? Now, I'm not asking, are you living without trials and testings? That's not the question. I'm asking this, in the midst of the trials and tests, are you living in the abundance of the Lord? In the midst of the trials and tests, are you living in the abundance of the Lord? Here's another question. Are you following the shepherd? Are you following the good shepherd? And another question, do you know the voice of the shepherd? Do you know the voice of the shepherd? The reason many Christians get blown up or taken out in their process when a trial and test comes and the enemy comes after them is because they don't know the voice of the shepherd. There's many voices and they don't know how to decipher the voice of the shepherd because they haven't been spending enough time with the shepherd to know his voice. We as people tend to stray away because we're so busy grazing on life. And we're out there just doing our thing, grazing. Every once in a while, we'll look up. But we're, and we're just kind of pushing the borders. We're always just out there just grazing on life, whatever life brings, whatever happens. And we're, we're out there. And the, and the shepherd's over here somewhere calling us. But then there's all this commotion going around. And we're not really hearing that voice. We hear it, but we're not really recognizing it. We're just busy Grazing on life. The shepherd is calling, are we listening? He's calling, are we listening? Do you realize that the thief is trying to sneak over your wall? And we get so caught up in, and get sidetracked with the thief and what he's saying in his voice, we lose track of the voice of the shepherd 
and we're so paying attention to the thief. Or maybe we don't even recognize the thief because we're just so busy doing our own thing. There are many voices today that are biting for our attention, many voices out there. You can hear them everywhere. Just, it's constant. What one voice are we listening to? Because we need to pick a voice and we need to listen. What voice is that? I hope that it's the voice of the good shepherd that we're listening to, and I hope that we're able to recognize that voice. Jesus is the good shepherd. We should desire to be close to him. We should desire to be close to him. You know, I was thinking about little kids. You you see this all the time, and a little kid will be in an environment with their parent or parents, and maybe there's other people, and they get into an environment where they're feeling uncomfortable. What do the little kids do? They grab onto mom's leg. They grab onto dad's leg, and they just sort of look down and because they're kind of uncomfortable with what's going on, but they really want to be close to who they know is good to them. That's how we should be with the good shepherd. When, when we sense or notice something, we're a little uncomfortable with something. We know that this, this is not a good voice. There, there's something coming. We want to get close to the shepherd. We should want to get close to him and say, and, and, and he just grabs us and holds us and whatever is necessary, but we should want, he is the good shepherd. But why is it so many times that for whatever reason, believers get drawn away from the good shepherd? It's, you know what it is? It's the enemy who's out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that voice seems to be attractive. But the objective of that voice is nothing good. And there's this other voice over here that says, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you an abundant life. He's not pounding on us or beating on us. He's not trying to knock our door down to say, you have to believe, you have to take me, choose me, choose me. He's just calmly there saying, when you're ready, I'm your shepherd, but call on me. Do we recognize his voice? 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. We want his will to be done in our life, right? As sheep in the fold, we want the shepherd's will to be done in our life. I know that's our heart. And, and the Bible says he will give us the desires of our heart, but if he is indeed our shepherd, then his will should become our desire. It's his will that we should be desiring. Because so many times we say, oh, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. I desire this, I desire that, and they're not necessarily his will, and we expect him to give us those things. Now, sometimes he will just because we're so forceful about those things, and he's okay. If that's what you want, I'll let you have it. You're not going to like the outcome of it. But our desire should be, Lord, I want your will. Not my will, but your will. Just what Jesus said. The same thing. Your will. Your will. Psalm 37, verse 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. What are we to do? Take delight in him. 
it's good to be in his presence. It's good to be around him. We should delight every time we have an opportunity to interact with our Lord, which is 24-7, but there's a delight. It says, take delight in those things, and, and then he will give you your desires because they are his desires. And so he loves to fulfill those things. And if we commit everything and we trust him, that's the big word that keeps coming is trust, trust, trust. We're so prone to look ahead in our life, to look at the problems, to look at the situations, see our problems. How are they going to be solved? This path I'm going down, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? Where's this path going to lead? And we waste so much time worrying. Worry, 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 worry. And we come back to that scripture. Don't worry about anything but pray about everything. Our first thing is to worry. So much energy we spend on this instead of simply trusting delighting, and committing our ways to the Lord. There's something about trusting him and delighting in the Lord, committing ourselves to him. That's where we find our strength. That's where we get our wisdom to face our problems. And those responsibilities, all the things, that, the days that lie ahead, they'll take care of themselves. I think again of children because it's what have faith as a child, Think of it, you know, you think of a child that hasn't had the, gone through the things that adults, as, as adults we've gone through, and so those things shape and mold us, and sometimes it's a negative thing for us, but one thing I've noticed is children live for the moment. They could care less about tomorrow, unless, of course, they know that there's something exciting that's going to happen because you told them, but they live in the moment. They, they don't care. It's whatever is going to happen right now, I'm going to take that, I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to live it up. They couldn't care less about tomorrow. It's because as parents, we have provided such an opportunity for them to feel safe and feel good in, in that environment. And that's the same, the same thing that Jesus has for us is he said, live for today. Don't worry about tomorrow's problems because there's enough there to you know, deal with tomorrow. But live for today, because if we suck all our energy trying to figure out how we're going to fix tomorrow, we'll miss the good things that God has for us today and the miracle that he has for us today. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Trust, trust, trust. And that is so hard for us. But to trust. Our thoughts are usually fixed on our challenges and our problems, aren't they? They are. When you get up in the morning, you're thinking, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. And God says, hey, don't worry about that. Seek me. The shepherd is here. He's there with his staff, and he's there to guard us. He's there to protect us. He's there to help us through the situation. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. I'm weak, and I'm powerless in my own in self. And we all are. We, that's where we have died to ourselves. But he, he, he says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. It's him. It says, even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. In other words, in our own strength, even strong young people, they can't do it. 
They can't do it in their own strength. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Come on, we, do we trust him in our situation? Great testimony, Peter. Did, you, you went through some times where you didn't know because you didn't know if you are going to be living on the street or if God was probably, hopefully, because you were trusting him and you were asking for prayer, people were praying. He, was, he needed a house. He had a deadline. Did you have some worry a little bit along the way, a little bit? Human, yeah, a little bit. But, but you were trusting God, and he provided. And, and you have a testimony. And I think about that, because you look back now and see what God did, and you're probably thinking, even a little bit of worry, why was I doing that? But we, we always, after the fact, you know, we go back and look at it. And, then, and it, it should help us moving forward in the next situation. But tendencies are, even next time, God, you did that for me then, but I'm not really sure if you can do that again. But we need to trust him. We need to trust him. I, I felt the, the Lord speak that to me a couple weeks ago in something that we were praying about. And he said, Steve, be patient. Trust me in this. But God, it doesn't, you don't understand. This thing's escaping. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Trust there are some here today, you're in desperate need of the strength and the power of God in your life right now. So there's a situation that just kind of keeps resurfacing. You, it kind of hits you each day you wake up and you, 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 you pray, you kind of have this faith, and sometimes it's, it's this back and forth thing, but I just believe that there's some people today that you need an infusion of the power of God and the strength that you can stand up and say, he is my good shepherd. I trust him. I want to get closer to him. The challenges are there. The challenges are great. But he wants us to lean on him. He wants us to, to call out to him. The scripture we just read, those who trust him will find new strength. That means strength you haven't experienced before. It's a new strength. It, it, it's a strength that, that we can't, Describe because it, it, it can't come from us. It only comes from him. We find new strength. That's a word for somebody here today, too. God has new strength for you. You have not discovered yet. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. But blessed are those who trust. There's that word again. Trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Is he your hope? Is he your confidence? Do you trust him? Come on. Here's where it gets good. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. You are in a drought. You, you may be in this season of drought of this long time, but I tell you what, if you put yourself and root yourself in him and kingdom principles and the word, you will not dry up. There will be a constant flow because you are spending time with the shepherd. You hear his voice. You know his voice. It doesn't mean you won't have challenges, but I tell you, he's right there in those challenges with you. He's, he's in, there, there's long months. It could be even years of droughts, but your leaves are going to stay green and you're not going to stop producing fruit because of who he is in your life. And you have to trust in that. We must trust that of our Savior. Yeah. How is that 
possible that in a drought, and there's nothing there, that you can still receive nourishment. In, in the natural mind, we think, how in the world could we sus- be sustained? You know why? It only happens when we're rooted in Christ. We must be rooted in him. We must be rooted in him. When we trust him and make him our hope and our confidence, we can receive these things from him. And it's okay not to know, Carol. It's okay not to know some of the answers. I'm telling you today, it's not, you know, God's not up there trying to figure out how to frustrate you. He's not. He's up there, and he already has everything figured out and has the plan all laid out for you, and his will is already prepared there. It's just a matter of us getting into alignment with that and say, Lord, we trust you. Our faith is in you in this situation. I know that you, as Cameron read, you know, his, his said his thoughts, everything for us is good. He's not up there trying to, to make our life a, a problem, a discouragement. But he knows in the midst of those things, and if we, when we walk through those things, that we will become much more mature people, we'll, we'll grow in our walk, our faith, our, our, our trust in him increases, because when we get through those things, because it says that we go through the valley, we don't get stuck in the valley. Come on, we're going through. When you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, but you're with me, Lord. Your rod, your staff, they come for me. All of these things are there. Prepares a table in the midst of our enemy. What? That's good. Right? In the midst of the enemy trying to ruin your life, God says, I'm very comfortable with this. I'm going to spread a table right here. I'm not worried about a thing. That's called somebody who's very confident in who they are. And, that should, and that's our God. You know? You don't go into the enemy's camp and lay down your little picnic blanket when everybody's pointing guns at you. But God can do that because he... He's already got it all figured. He knows they're defeated. Already knows the enemy's defeated. And it's okay not to know. We have to be okay with that. But again, are are you living an abundant life? Not are you living without trials and tests, but are you living a life in abundance in the midst of those things? Is the abundance of God in your life? And do you know the voice of the shepherd. We need to be spending more time with the shepherd, less time worried about the other things that are going on, understanding he will take care of those things in our life. He knows your situation. For whatever reason, we feel like we must remind him multiple times, but God, you, you must have not heard. You must not know. He said, no, I know. I know. It's okay. Trust me. His will. His will. Lord, I, I just pray right now for each person here. We're, we're all part of the family of Christ. We're all part of the body of Christ. We are all experiencing challenges in our life. God, it's your desire that in the midst of those challenges that we are eating and drinking from your abundance because you are our source. We are indeed needed to be rooted in you. 
pray, Lord, over the hearts and the minds of every person here. I, I break any stronghold. I break any of the enemy's attempt to try to steal, kill, or destroy, to crush. Lord, you're a good God. We pray for a release of your abundance as we trust in you, as our faith is in you. That shepherd's voice, that still small voice that is speaking, let us be listening. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. There's an atmosphere for him to do great things an atmosphere for miracles. There's an atmosphere for us just to seek him out, to be in his presence, to grab a hold of him and as our shepherd, as our good shepherd. Let's stand together. As we're going to sing this song, and in a moment I'll come and pray. But I want us just to take the time necessary Take the time necessary this morning. To talk to your shepherd. Spend some time with him here this morning. If you want to come to the altars, kneel before him, whatever, how, however you want to do that. can't help but think he's saying come on come to me all you who are weary all you who are heavy laden all you who are burdened come and I will give you rest if you respond to him this morning he will meet you he will meet you as I spoke during the communion time there's a pride in us that needs to be broken. Because we feel like if we go to the altar, if we, if we go and answer the call, if we go to seek the Lord, that that's some sort of a weakness. And in reality, it's a strength. It's a strength of our character of who we are in Christ. We're all here. We're all part of the body of Christ. I just believe that he wants to meet you this morning and meet your need. So as we sing this, I encourage you, come to the altar. Amen. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 